1: We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through
0: the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack.
1: It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to all the shit I've learned abroad.
0: Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea. And
1: I'm Steph.
0: <laughs> I feel like I intro you every week, and I thought this week I would let you do it yourself. I know. I
1: feel like you're loosening the reins a little bit. And I know. I'm sorry. i my own person.
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe I'll just let you keep doing that every week
1: now. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> How's your week going?
0: Um, My week's been... It's been all right. It's been... It's been—it's. I've this is my first uh, weekend kind of at home in the last couple weeks where I'm just having a really chill weekend Um, because obviously as we know I came back from Glastonbury had that full sort of week and a half recovery Uh, and then last weekend I I went away I did a little solo trip Um, I saw that and you must
1: have gone sorry I cut you off there but you must have gone on almost no notice because we didn't even hear anything Mm. about the trip and then you were gone.
0: No, well, it it was a very last minute thing. I, I felt like I just needed to get out of London for a weekend. Um, and I booked this last minute budget sort of trip to Slovakia, of all places. Um, I was kind of just like looking around. I'm like, where's somewhere I've never been. That's something I always kind of look at, like countries I've never been to, um, you know, to try something new out. Um, and then I was like, what's something, you know, somewhere I can go with a cheap flight It'll be cheap when I'm there and Slovakia came up so I had just a nice little long weekend in Bratislava it was lovely um I would highly recommend anyone you know that's coming to Europe if you've got even a day it's very small you can do it in a day or two um yeah just have a nice little wander around the city yeah so that's... i'm I'm good so I'm back now and I'm
1: yeah yeah and that's actually that's actually perfect because I've actually had a few people ask me recently if we'll talk about um, you know budget traveling because a lot of times when you yes. talk about this a lot of people think that travel has to be expensive and it doesn't and even if people mm-hmm. know that they don't know how to do it inexpensively well and so-
0: in between me and you uh, I we travel a lot I travel a hell of a lot and I think you know people that I know they seem to have this misconception about me that like you know, I've got loads of money and I've got loads of vacation time Mm -hmm. and, you Mm -hmm. know, back to the money thing. It's not that I'm, I'm not rolling in money. I just know how to travel on a budget. And I, and you know, there's certain trips that I do that I feel like spending a bit more money. Great. But I still do the budget travel, especially living over in the UK. You know, it's easy to do that in Europe. You can definitely do a budget week somewhere. Um, And I still do a lot of that. So whenever people see me on my Instagram, sort of, traveling around Europe. It's not that I'm, you know, I'm not rich. <laughs> I just yeah. I'm just smart about it. And that's what we're talking about today.
1: And when I traveled around the world, my budget was $35 a day. And that was for accommodation, food, and spending money. Like
0: Did you did you stick to that in every country or Yeah. Did you have it, well, to sort I of- mean,
1: and it, and it averaged out because some of it I mean, there were days where I spent nothing and then there were days where I spent so right $35 a day was the target many days I was under and I definitely had days where I splurged uh and went over but Mm. that was my budget for the trip and I stayed within my budget but
0: in terms of flights I think that's what we're going to talk about first flying on a budget how much of your budget your yearly budget that you had for this trip went to flights would you say
1: oh well this one's tricky because people do around the world trips differently I booked a – it's called an around-the-world ticket, and that was expensive. Um, Mm -hmm. I could have done it and bought flights as I went, um, but me personally at the time, I just like the comfort of having a general plan. So I booked an around-the-world. It was – well, I mean, to be fair, it was about – I can't remember the exact amount. I think it was $4,600. So I mean, to hear that, it doesn't sound budget, but I flew from Toronto to Rio de Janeiro, Brazil to – Johannesburg in South Africa, to Tanzania, to Egypt, to India, to China, back to Canada, and I mean you could never buy but those flights individually for anything close to that. Um, I was gonna say so
0: that that probably was a budget price. Um, yeah, it for, saved a like, lot of money. Up. But a year trip is you know it's hard to do that on any. You could do it on budget, but we're gonna talk about budget budget today. Um, mm. And yeah, speaking of flights. I mean, I think we can both agree our go-to, whatever, looking at flights and comparing mm-hmm. flights, is Skyscanner.
1: Yeah. Skyscanner is amazing.
0: I, I feel like I still meet people that have never heard of Skyscanner or they've never used it. And I'm like, what? Like, I've been using it for years and I don't know. Same. Steph, do you, like in Australia, it's, it's big over there, idea. like everyone
1: uses it? Even yeah. for work, when I'm looking at the best routes. So wherever you're listening from, it's either, you know, Skyscanner.com.ca dot com u k mm. yep um and you pretty much just go in and put where you want to go when you want to go if your dates are flexible or not and it will show you almost all of your flight options and it can sort it by the cheapest flight options the shortest flight time the best price the airline and then you can filter of course what time you want to leave in the day and it gets really specific but basically it shows you all your options in one place so you're not yeah. going to this airline to get an idea and then that airline. It does all the work for you to start. Yeah. Because you know, it is
0: stressful. Now. I mean, I, I can't even, I don't even know what I did before Skyscanner existed. Like, I'm like, was yeah. I, I probably was just booking through the same airlines. Like over in mm. Europe, we've got the budget airlines. Um, and I probably just went on their websites and.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that would have been flight. back in the day more of, you know, brand loyalty when, because now consumers yeah. very rarely have any loyalty. They have loyalty members cards to all everything. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Whereas now people are more savvy and they're looking for the best deal. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, that's the only site I use.
0: I don't, I don't even know if there are, there probably Mm -hmm. are other flight comparison sites, but I feel like Skyscanner is, I mean, you talk about brand loyalty, Skyscanner.
1: That's the one. But I will say I normally go to Skyscanner. I find the best deal in the flight I want. And then usually I will then go direct to the airline's website and book it there if it's the same price or similar. So if it's similar, even if it's a little more, I'll book through the airline because I prefer that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, And I think we've talked about that before, depending on the type of trip. You know, if you are spending a bit more money or you're going if, if you're maybe if you're not doing budget. That's Mm -hmm. when I would, like you said, I will book direct through the airline just in case something happens. It's just a lot easier to deal if you need to get, you know, a a big sum of money back for any situation. But like when I, when I book my little flights within Europe, a lot of the time it is for whatever reason, it's still cheaper to book it direct through Skyscanner. If you go direct to the the website or the airline's website, it's more expensive. So yeah, it's just an amazing little tool. They're not even paying us to say this. Definitely. I feel like we're just like skyscanner, skyscanner, skyscanner. <laughs> Everyone
1: go on skyscanner.
0: <laughs> but say it is five It's amazing. Times,
1: they'll remember it.
0: And then speaking of, like when, when we're on skyscanner, um, it's like you said, you can kind of play around with the dates. So I always find, again, when I'm doing European trips, if I'm looking at uh, flying out on a Friday, coming back on a Sunday, which is pretty, you know, standard, you wanna do a little weekend away somewhere, that's when the flights are generally a lot more expensive. Um, you know, if you have the mm-hmm. option to fly within the week, especially within Europe, I always find if you're going say like from a Tuesday to a Thursday or a Friday, that's when you're getting your mm-hmm. really cheap flights. Those are the flights you hear about that are like 30 pounds to to Rome or wh- wherever it might be. Um, so definitely play around with the dates if you have that if you've got that option to do so because they will vary.
1: I think it's commonly known, but it's probably not is that to fly on a Monday and a Friday, Are your most expensive days because business people who have to fly during the week, they want, they don't want to be flying out until Monday and they want to be home before the weekend. So companies know that and they jack their Monday and Friday prices up because people flying on corporate cards will pay them. They don't care that it's jacked up.
0: So if you are, again, if if you've got the option and you're looking at those, you know, you definitely want the best deal. Like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, those Mm -hmm. are actually really good days Well, you'll find... In most cases, that flights are a hell of a lot cheaper. Yeah. yeah. And, and the other thing I have to say, there is an option on um, Skyscanner. I think this is another top like. But if you're not picky about where you're going, so that's kind of what I did when I went to Slovakia. I'm like, look, I just want a weekend away. Where's somewhere I could go? Where's somewhere I've never been? And in Skyscanner, you can actually do a drop down. So you say, you know, your outbound is, in my case, London in the UK. And then it says to... And there's a drop down that says, uh, there's an option that says everywhere. And it will actually bring up all the cheap, you know, it'll do it in, in the order that's cheapest to most expensive. And you that put your amazing. dates in. Yeah. And it just spits out, like, here's all these cities that we can fly you to on these dates. And here's the cheapest ones. So that's quite cool as well. So you can go up and, you know, again, if, if you're not specific on where you're going, it's a really, really good uh, option, again, with uh, budget. So you can see, you know, what's within your budget, what's, within the dates that you can fly. So it's quite a cool little site guys. If you've never been on it,
1: let's talk a little bit too. Cause sometimes people are a little uneasy about this, about budget airlines, because I mean, uh, yeah. they are literally referred to as budget airlines. And I know they're more common for you in Europe. So I'm in Australia, which I mean, we have a uh, budget airline within Australia. That's pretty cheap. Uh, uh, Canada and North America, they keep seeming to try to start the idea and it never huh, it never, never takes ta- off
0: <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that pun I was like if she doesn't say it I'm gonna be so angry but at least I can get in there myself okay thank but god one of us got that
1: <laughs> I've definitely flown a lot of budget airlines in Europe and they're like yes you can fly dirt cheap there
0: yeah I think Europe is is we've got the budget airlines down like this is our thing Ryanair EasyJet. I mean I'll even throw Air Lingus in there those are the three budget ones. Those are the, the, I think, probably the most common ones.
1: The great thing about all those airlines was you can fl- get seats dirt cheap. But the only thing I tell people is just read the fine print because there's they're they're cheap for a reason. There's no amenities. It's a no-frills airline. Uh, mm-hmm. Often you can't take luggage or if you show up at the airport with luggage, you'll pay more than the flight costs you. Um, yeah. You don't get seat selection.
0: Like, I mean, that's, I think you've nailed all of them. Um, and they're starting to get a little bit even more like more strict on these things. So even like Ryanair recently, I've definitely been on flights with them where you can't even put your bag in the overhead compartment if you haven't paid. Um, yeah. like just things like, like it that, is but cheap. again, yeah, it's cheap, but again, depending on how long you're going or where you're going and how long the flight is, I'm mm-hmm. quite happy flying with a budget airline. If yeah, if I'm going away for like a weekend or a long weekend where I only need to take a little bag with me anyways, and if the flight's like under, I'll say 4 hours in my case. Anything over 4 hours on like an, a Ryanair or EasyJet plane, I'm like, okay, I've had enough. There's not a lot of legroom. It's, you know, it's quite cramped. It's like you said, you don't get any of the amenities. It's not like you're getting free drinks or anything. It is budget. And you, like you said, you can't, um, pick your seats ahead of time. So you're, you know, either given a random seat or if you do want to pick a seat, you're paying, you know, another, depending on where you want to sit on the plane, another 15, you know, pounds or euros. Um, I will sometimes opt for paying for the seat now, which I now will put into my, to my budget when I'm looking at flights.
1: Yeah. So Skyscanner to do your research budget airlines, if you're open to that. And if you're open to flying with just essentially a backpack, I mean, those are your best deals for flights. So I think we've covered flights. I think the next thing that
0: a lot of people's budgets go towards is obviously accommodation. Um, So you'll even find when you're booking flights and then you get those pop-ups like right after you've booked it. It's like, oh, are you looking for a hotel in the city that you're staying? And like, those are never cheap. Mm -hmm. Don't ever book any of the hotels or accommodation that you see come up after you've booked a flight because it's never cheap. It's like they're paying to be there. We get it. Um, But yeah, budget accommodation. Steph, what's your... My
1: go-to... What's your go-to? My go-to is always couchsurfing.com. I love Mm. it. I swear by it. I mean, there's always people with everything who've had good and bad experiences. I personally, thankfully, am pretty vigilant about who I stay with, who I let stay with me. But I love couchsurfing. And what couchsurfing is, is I don't want to use the word free... But you don't pay anything to stay with someone. And it's, really, it's, it's a cultural exchange. Like, they're letting you stay in their house because they want to help you. They want you to explore and get to know their town. Like, they really want to support your travels. And the idea mm-hmm. of couchsurfing is that it's all reciprocal. So you stay right. with people at some point And at some point, hopefully, you host people. You know, yeah. and it's all just giving and taking. So I love couchsurfing. I've traveled the world on it. I used it on my around-the-world trip which was a huge part of how I was able to afford to live on $35 a day. Right. I love it. I love it. Do you, I so was
0: that, was that exclu- like, exclusively couch surfing on your trip, or did you do like Airbnbs, like
1: hostels? So almost, ex- almost exclusively through Brazil, Argentina, uh, Uruguay, I couldn't find anyone on couch surfing. South Africa, I used couch surfing in Tanzania. Um, the mm. one where I really started to run into trouble was Egypt because in Egypt, of course, men didn't want to host women who weren't traveling without another man. Right. And makes sense. women, I just couldn't find women hosts on couch surfing. Mm. So it is quite global though.
0: It is. Oh, it's very global. Like you find it everywhere. Very,
1: glo- very global.
0: Everywhere. Uh, I suppose for yeah. budget. I mean, that is your best bet if you haven't signed up for, for couch surfing, um, mm-hmm. And to be honest, I've never actually used it. And it's something I have considered now because I've heard you. You've talked about it so much. Oh, you um, should. And
1: because you just get a really local experience as well. And, yeah. you know, people take you to their like their neighborhood hideouts. and
0: We could do like a full episode on couch surfing. Yeah. yeah okay all right a little advertisement for couch surfing
1: <laughs> <laughs> um well and the one big thing too is obviously i do use airbnb in other places it depends my reason for travel sort of determines my type of accommodation and the best way i heard someone put it as is, is that airbnb is a financial exchange and couch surfing is a cultural exchange
0: I use Airbnb quite a bit. And depending on if I'm doing budget versus non-budget travel, um, you do have the option. I think, again, I've spoken to some people that have never used Airbnb and they think like, oh, it is only to book like, you know, a full apartment or like a full house. And it's like, no, you can actually go on there and look at shared accommodation, you know, that you can, you can rent out a room in, in someone's home or yes, you can also do like your own, you know, there's hotels that come up, there's apartments, there's like, if you put in your budget, it will give you kind of everything.
1: And then look at the filter settings. Yeah. I will
0: still use hostel accommodation. Um, again, it will, it depends where I'm going. Um, and that's another thing when you're looking at budget where you're going. So for example, when I was in Slovakia, Slovakia is a very, it's very cheap there. Accommodation is very cheap. So because of that, I was actually able to book a nice hotel, you know, kind of on my own for, for three days. I didn't need to book a hostel, which would have been hella cheap, but I was kind of like, yeah, I've got budget for this. Um, but if you go to some more expensive places, like when I went to Berlin on my own a few years ago, Berlin is not necessarily cheap for accommodation. Um, and I, I ended up staying in a hostel there. Um, and, you know, I, I was what 31 at the time I think some people think hostels are only for like students or oh no so the hostel I actually stayed in was specifically for people kind of in their late 20s like in their 30s and it had a lot of reviews for people that were traveling kind of solo Um, and I did stay in a dorm of I think there was 20 of us in there but it was actually really nice the beds were nice Um, you know it was all very modern so it was, you know, a 20-person dorm, I, I realize, is, is quite a lot. But I think that's what people don't realize either, that you can you can get rooms that are
1: smaller. Definitely. When I do hostels now, I'm kind of at the point where I don't want to do shared accommodation, but I, mm-hmm. I'm so attached to how cost-efficient it is. So I do now get a lot of the... I do the private rooms. So yeah. I get... Because, um, like, you and yeah. I, we stayed in a private room together in Scotland. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the private rooms. It's just... So you still get the atmosphere, you still get the people wanting to talk to each other in the common area, Um, but then if you want to retreat and have space to yourself, room to yourself, you got that as well. So it's a good compromise, too. When you're ready
0: to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. yeah they'll all do and that's the thing i I think there is again that misconception that all hostels are like you know rooms of twenty, and you can pay a little bit extra, and like you said, either book a um a private room you can get smaller rooms as well you could there are rooms of like only eight people or even like six people um mm-hmm. so it depends again what your budget is, but you know obviously the more people you have in a room, the less it's gonna be,
1: yeah well, when you and I moved to England together. Mm-hmm. we um when you and i went there together we so at first when we we got the dirt cheap room like we were in yeah. like, a 24 person dorm room and then eventually you, was... know, you you get over that quickly we moved to a six six person female only bedroom
0: and yeah. the atmosphere
1: there and the vibe is so different it was quieter we could sleep all through Ugh. it made yeah. a difference i think
0: I think that's the thing as well, like traveling as women, you know, some, I get it. Some people don't want to share, like be in a co ed dorm. I have no problem with it most of the time. um But I think what, yeah, when Steph and I were um staying in, in London when we first moved, we we're kind of like, uh, and we stayed at a, there was a bit of a party hostel, wasn't it? So we're like, you know what? We're kind of sick of these like dirty boys that are always partying all the time. So yeah, we moved to it an all girls hostel. Party hostell, and it was, yeah. Yeah, and it was a little bit more expensive, but still hostel standard price. Um, and by yeah. a little
1: bit more expensive, she means our accommodation went from eight dollars a night to twelve dollars. <laughs> yeah, whatever like it was. for reference, I, mean- I feel like we need to give reference there. Yeah, um, like it was still really cheap. But yeah, like I'll still again
0: depending on where I'm going, I will I'll still stay in a hostel if, if I'm going to be visiting um you know a city that's very expensive, and again I'm on a budget yeah done i'll do a hostel but if i'm going to places that are really cheap that's when i'll you know even still getting a a hotel in slovakia was probably what it cost me was probably the same price as a hostel in london
1: um i use hotels.ca which i guess you know hotels.com hotels.com.au yeah but i use that because they i mean they're very similar there's always expedia booking.com there's all these hotel websites lately i just Mm -hmm. use hotels.ca because every, for every 10 nights you book, you get another one free.
0: And yeah, they'll give you that sort I've, of little deal.
1: Yeah, and, I've, and it gives you tons of options. So, for example, when Andrea was here and we did a road trip to Adelaide, we stayed one night in what was a converted prison. So, I mean, it's almost like the most brilliant scam in history because we paid money to stay in a jail cell. We did. Yeah. But, um, but it was just a really neat experience and we stayed yeah. in a converted, we stayed in a prison cell where, like, people had actually, you know, carved words on the doors. and
0: There was yeah. people that actually, like, were jailed there. And I think of all the places we stayed, that was, like, one of the cheapest. And I think it was my favorite.
1: Yeah, it was so, because they'd really converted some of the common areas into, like, you know, this new age, very gentrified kind of space. But then mm-hmm. you went into a courtyard, which would have been, you know, the prisoner's courtyard into your cell your room and yeah, yeah. It, was just, it was really interesting like I yeah. quite liked and it was very eerie like getting up in yeah. the night and walking through the courtyard to go it to was it.
0: super creepy yeah. at night I remember that it was like this yeah. this looks totally different at night but um so yeah again if you're you know you might you can find these really cool sort of like boutique or quirky places to stay and they can still be cheap as well yeah so it just depends on again what, what you're looking for one of the things I really like about staying in hostels, kind of going back to hostels, is a lot of the time when you go there, they'll have like free walking tours, which I know Steph, you're a big fan of walking tours. I'm a huge oh, fan of walking tours. They are
1: brilliant.
0: And when you stay in a hostel, they usually offer this. A lot most of the hostels I've stayed in, they, they yeah, they'll offer they'll say, Hey tomorrow we've got a walking tour of the city, you know, of the city at nine o'clock in the morning meet us here and you usually meet a nice group of people. It's a free activity. Um, again on a budget, anything free is amazing.
1: Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me jump in there. Um, okay. cause I just want to make it clear, you know, cause there are a lot of people who aren't comfortable staying in hostels or, you know, they have this idea of it in their mind, so they won't do it. But, um, but usually the walking tours, sometimes they're run by the hostel, but a lot of times they're run by another company and the hostel promotes them oh yeah so exactly even if you're staying in a motel or a motel like a hotel or an airbnb if you google almost doesn't matter what city you're in if you google you know melbourne free walking tour you're mm-hmm. gonna have options and it will give you the time the meetup point, point and the free walking tours are normally pay what you feel it was worth
0: yeah i was gonna say the free walking tours it is still yes it's free but you should you should still tip your guide something e- at the end
1: Yeah, it's tip-based and they are very aware that, you know, some people are on a budget and to be honest, they aren't going to tip. They're going to kind of quietly walk away towards the end. They get Mm. people who, you know, tip five bucks because they're pretty poor and they're traveling for a long time. And then they get people who, you know, are there and they just wanted to, you know, get a feel for the city and they tip them 20, 30 bucks a person. So, and the idea of it too is that it rounds out. So I definitely remember on my round the world trip being very poor and I... You know, I almost don't want to admit it. But there are being days where I'm like, I can't afford this. So I'm going to sneak away. Um, Whereas now, now I've become that person who tips usually about 25 bucks on a walking tour because you get the lay of the land of the whole place and they give you amazing. So they don't just kind of give you a tour or, you know, they don't just kind of take you to sites and tell you tips. They give you tips about how to best see the city. So for example, in Paris, France, I did the walking tour first. And they told us about a side entrance to the Louvre. So if you go to the main entrance every day, the Louvre, there's this huge lineup. There's a side mm-hmm. entrance that a lot of people don't utilize. And if you show, you can just walk up. And that was so mm-hmm. handy.
0: I didn't like, even in- know that. Now everyone's yeah. going to know because everyone listens to this. Podcast.
1: Everyone listens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of uh, the free walking tours and I, I'm doing the quotations free because again it is it is pay what you can. So guys, even if you're on a budget, even if you can afford yeah. even if it's like a dollar or a pound or it'd be nice to it's nice to tip them at the end. But um besides that, I have to say, um so yeah, free walking tours definitely. Yes. There's pl- there's definitely cities or places that I've been where using apps uh, like Groupon and finding deals on activities around. So I, I recently went and visited yeah. a friend of mine in Dubai. And you can imagine Dubai is very expensive. And my friend that lives there was saying, you know, a lot of people here, they, they just go on the, on uh, apps like Groupon and just see, you know, what, what cheap deals are happening that day. So for example, we Uh, We we bought this Groupon deal, went up the Burj Khalifa, had drinks in one of the bars there. And I think it cost us like 20 pounds maybe. And for that 20 pounds, yeah, we got it right up the Burj Khalifa. We got a free bottle of champagne each. It wasn't for like a a bottle to share between three of us. We all got our own bottle. And then on top of that, some food. So you can imagine by the time we came down after drinking a bottle of champagne each, we were quite drunk, but... For twenty pounds, I mean. For reference, it's of. what is the
1: Burj? I don't know what the Burj Khalifa is.
0: Oh, it's the tallest like tower in the world. Okay. You don't know oh, what the Burj Khalifa okay. is?
1: Well, I mean, I knew it was in Dubai. I had no idea what it was called. Oh. I totally agree about Groupon, by the way, because in... so I have a girlfriend who lives in Southern California, and we so we go down to Palm Springs, but we only do this on Groupons. And you can get uh, different spa gift cards for Palm Springs for really cheap prices, like really cheap. And that's entirely on Groupon. It's amazing. And one thing I do that it took me many years to come around to this, but, you know, I feel like everyone has some sort of um, membership or card that gives them discounts to various places, whether it's your visa, whether it's, you know, your CAA or your AAA. But, you know, you have these different membership programs that are specifically for one thing that offer you discount rates to everywhere else i use those all the time now like literally anywhere i'm going i'm going to the movies oh i get a discount with my car insurance company like i'm big on yeah that. that's a good point point. Mm-hmm. and i will say that every year i save more money than the membership or whatever it is that i'm paying for costs me essentially i'm getting the membership so it pays for, for itself because i would have paid for those things otherwise full price but the free walking tours also usually at the end of the free walking tours they pitch their paid walking tours and they're usually like 12 to 20 bucks. Like they're not expensive either.
0: Yeah, or they have like different types of of tours. Like it, uh, when I was in Prague, I did a free walking tour and then that evening exactly. they actually had like a beer tasting tour.
1: Yeah, and I did one in Spain. So I did the free walking tour in Spain in Barcelona and then that night they had a tapas tour
0: speaking of eating though I mean I, that's another big one if, if you are on budget travel again going back to hostels when you stay in a hostel you've got somewhere well I guess you could do this if you, you're saying mm-hmm. a couch surfing as well but just cooking for yourself not going out not eating out you know you could go to a grocery store pick up you know a bunch of food for however long you're staying there and actually do the cooking and I find in hostels when you do that if you are cooking that's yes. where you sort of meet people as well know the sort of kitchen which can be like a common area for people that's where they kind of hang out um and you'll meet other travelers and you know you can cook some nice dinner together
1: nights too where it turned into cooking classes
0: well yeah you can imagine like you know you get so many people from different countries staying in hostels and like you said they might you know what's it like a regular thing they might they might cook every night in their country might be totally yeah. different from where you're from, so they can you can try different things and and cook together. But another thing I I always find is depend again depending on where you're going, you should look at like the type of food that would be maybe expensive mm-hmm. where you're from but cheap in the country that you're going to. So I'm you know I I went to Switzerland a couple of years ago and Switzerland is expensive like. I knew that I was not going to be eating out at restaurants every night. Um, And so what I did, I went to one of the grocery stores there. And I actually found that really nice cheese Mm. is so cheap in Switzerland. So I was eating like nice brie, camembert, pretty much the whole time I was there. And it costs like next to nothing. (laughs) And that's what I I ate for like four days. But so yeah, I guess just looking at like what the locals are. Well, my favorite,
1: speaking of locals, is street food. I love getting street food, and it's so easy. I don't know people; there are you yes. find people who are just so afraid to try it. But I mean, it's really easy to tell where to go, and it's because the locals mm. will be lined up. <laughs> and if the locals are lining up, it's good. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, you get that a lot in like Thailand is a great example. Street food in Thailand. You know, you'll get like a nice a pad thai, for example, for like, it costs like, I remember when I was there, it would be like a pound and you're getting fresh, homemade, real Thai food. Yeah. Street food is, it's cheap. Uh, it's convenient. And I, f- I just find it's a, like a great way to experience that, you know. Different
1: fine. culinary experiences all around the world. So, um, I, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a lot of things. So flights, accommodation, sightseeing, eating cheap. Like that's a lot to try to figure out too, especially if it's a spontaneous trip.
0: Well, I actually uh, discovered this really cool app and I don't think it exists yet in Australia or the US or Canada or wherever, unfortunately, but maybe it'll make its way there. Um, but for those listening in uh, the UK or in, in Europe, there's this amazing app called Lucky Trip. And basically what Lucky Trip will do, it's perfect for those of, uh, those of you on a budget. If you've got some time that you need to take off work, you're not picky about where you're going, you can use this app. You know, you put in your budget, so it can be from, like, I think minimum is about 250 pounds to, I don't know what the max is. Um, Pick your dates, and then it will just essentially generate a flight an accommodation, whether it's a hotel or hostel, and one activity for you to do. That is amazing. At sort of randoms, Yeah, it's really cool. I used it for um, my trip to Berlin. So it, it worked out my flights for me on the day, you know, I was going to go and come back. It found the really cool hostel that I was talking about earlier in this episode. And then it um, picked out one activity in Berlin, which was, uh, I think, like beer tasting or something. And it did that all within my budget. Again, the app is called Lucky Trip.
1: And there are similar apps that are comparable. I haven't tried them, but I looked them up because I'm going to. And then maybe we'll come back to that. But there's a few. There's like Hitlist, Tripomatic. I think there's one called mm. Stride Trip Finder. So I'm going to check those out and see, you know, what's available because that would be, I mean, that's yeah. amazing if someone wants to do all that, but they're scared of the individual research.
0: It's. Well, and that's exactly it. Especially when you're doing mm-hmm. when you're doing stuff on a budget. It can be really stressful to try to plan all that. To to look at look into flights and look at what's the cheapest hostel or hotel. It's like I personally, when I found this app, I was like, thank God, because Dude. I hate
1: oh. planning,
0: especially on a budget. That's like one of my I well, I like I don't mind planning, but on a budget I do find it really difficult, really stressful. So this app did everything for me for a few of my trips, which is That is, is awesome.
1: Great. I
0: love that. Ooh, this has been this has been a big episode. I mean, there's so I feel like we've got, you know, so much other knowledge and wisdom when it comes to budget traveling. I mean, we could even do a second episode. Definitely. One sometime be good to know as well if anyone does have any any other apps they're aware of or, you know, websites that they use for budget traveling specifically. Let us mm-hmm. know. Because, again, I'd be interested. I would definitely, you know, if it will make my planning, my budget planning
1: easier, please send it to me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think to tie it up, I mean, hit us up with your budget travel tips or your budget travel successes. What have you done that was amazing that should have cost Mm, you a lot? I'd love to hear
0: about it. Okay, great well thanks everyone for listening we'll see you next time All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel you can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more and with that please if you have a chance give us a 5 star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on that drives us up the charts and really really helps us out want to support us on Patreon find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod donations start as low as just $1 also if you could follow us on Twitter on Instagram at ShitAbroadPod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening.